Thank you for joining the Dark Light Podcast. Here at the Dark Light Podcast, you will find information about the absolute truth. Hang on tight as we go to discover the light in the darkness. Revelation 13, 15 The second beast was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast so that the image could speak and cause all who refused to worship the image to be killed. And the second beast required all people, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead so that no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of its name. Revelation 17 And she held in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the impurities of the sexually immoral. And on her forehead a mysterious name was written, Babylon the Great the mother of prostitutes and of the abominations of the earth. I could see that the woman was drunk with the blood of the saints and witnesses for Jesus. And I was utterly amazed at the sight of her. So here we have John, John the disciple, John the one who was said to be loved the most of all the disciples by Jesus the Christ. The one disciple that actually died a natural death. But he was banished to the Isle of Patmos. And while there, suffering for his faith, 
in Jesus the Christ. He was given a vision by Jesus the Christ. And this vision comes to us today, 2,000 years later, and gives us a glimpse into the future of the end of the world. Many theologians, many teachers, pastors, priests, who have studied the book of Revelation, completely ignore the fact that the book of Revelation is prophetic, that the book of Revelation has not yet been fulfilled in its entirety. They ignore the fact that the book of Revelation is so specific that it identifies carefully each and every player at the end of the world. And then to even sweep it more under the rug, fundamentalist evangelical Christians for the most part came up with a theory that says the Christian church and Christians will not have to suffer through the time of the end, through the days of the Antichrist, through the time of trouble, as it is called in the book of Revelation and other places in the New Testament. The time of trouble, a time of trouble such as never was since the earth began and never will be again, according to the book of Revelation. So we must understand that these parameters, these specifics of the woman riding on the back of the beast and the second beast having power to cause the image to the first beast to speak, to be alive, and to be powerful to the point that it can mandate, compel all people, rich and poor, free and slave, all people, to adhere to worship. Worship the beast and its image. Many people, in their superficial reading of the book of Revelation, conclude that the image was first some sort of golden calf, some sort of immovable object, which was then breathed life 
into it and it became alive. But that is only a surface reading of the text. It has often been said that the United States Constitution is a living article. A breathing, living thing. So it is possible that John was referring to an image, an image that was given the power to speak and compel, mandate people to do things like worship the beast. This living document can be created by the United States Congress just like the United States Constitution was created. We must be very careful not to jump to conclusions about the future events that are now unfolding upon us. We live in very, very serious times. You can bury your head in the sand if you want to, but it will be to your demise. We must take the time to study, show ourselves approved, work men that need not be ashamed. The truth can and will be known. The question is, will you be on the outside of the ark when it begins to rain? Or will you be on the inside, staying safe and dry and protected from the rain? This time, the world will be cleansed by fire. Where will you be? The time has come for us to get serious about believing in the truth as it is in Jesus the Christ. We can see from these verses that the image to the beast, the mark of the beast, and the name of the beast are all encapsulated, wrapped up in a great mystery, an occult mystery, a black arts occult mystery. And until we unravel this mystery, 
we can never know the truth as it is in Jesus the Christ. Jesus the Christ is in fact here speaking, revealing to John those things that must come at the end of the world. Right before the second coming of Jesus the Christ in the clouds of heaven with great power and great glory with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. The Bible has already told us the specifics. The Bible has already laid out the way in which the world will end. But for some reason, we just want to ignore the facts, ignore the information that was handed to us by Jesus the Christ himself. I urge you today to realign your life with the truth as it is in Jesus the Christ. For only the truth as it is in Jesus the Christ will save you. Only the truth as it is in Jesus the Christ will give you eternal life. Only the truth as it is in Jesus the Christ will allow you to enter in to the glorious future. Broad is the way that leads to destruction and many there be that go therein. Narrow is the way that leads to eternal life and few there be that find it. First Corinthians 11 verse 24 And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So here we see Jesus the Christ at what is commonly known as the Last Supper, which was a Passover dinner, breaking bread and passing it out to his disciples. And in doing this, he said that this bread was a representation of his body and that we should break bread 
and have what is commonly called communion in remembrance of Jesus the Christ and the fact that he died, broke his body to cover our sins and to save us and give us eternal life. Fundamentalist Christians, evangelical fundamentalist Christians, rarely will reference this verse. But most fundamentalist evangelical Christians will claim that they keep Sunday as a holy day, as a day of rest, to remember Jesus the Christ and his resurrection. Because Jesus the Christ rose from the grave, came out of the ground, exited the tomb on the first day of the week, commonly called Sunday. However, nowhere in the Old Testament and nowhere in the New Testament does Jesus the Christ ever say to keep Sunday as a holy day in remembrance of him. But instead, he says, when you break bread and when you drink the cup, do this in remembrance of me. So here again, we see that there are two paths, two roads, two ways to go in life, the right way and the wrong way, the true way and the false way. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. Narrow is the way that leads to eternal life. Why is that? It's because the truth alone, the truth alone, as it is in Jesus the Christ, can save you. Most Christians will be lost, eternally lost. Why? Because they did not follow the words and the teachings, the way of Jesus the Christ. Jesus the Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. The problem with that statement is that Jesus himself said, I will show you the way. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The words, the teachings of Jesus the Christ are in fact life.
the words and the teachings of Jesus the Christ are, in fact, the way. It isn't that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, but it is his words and the truth in his words that are the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, Jesus Christ said, except by me. Why? Because if you've seen me, you've already seen the Father. I and my Father are one. This profound mystery is highly misunderstood and ignored by Christian theologians, by ministers, pastors, priests, people who should know what Jesus actually said. But they ignore what Jesus said and make up stories and theories called theology. And then they repeat these stories and these lies and these theological conundrums that are not based on the words of Scripture. They're not based on the words of Jesus the Christ. And then they promote their theories and their theological positions as if those positions are in fact the truth which they are not. And that's why you find a church on every street corner. You find a theological seminary in every major city. But each one of these organizations, each one of these institutions are lying to you about the actual truth. And the reason they lie is because of the money that they can make by lying to you. Let's be honest. Let's not go through life anymore kidding ourselves that somehow the church we belong to is somehow good and everybody else's church is bad. That kind of logic will get you killed. That kind of logic will make you lose your eternal life. The only thing that matters in this life is the truth as it is in Jesus the Christ. The words that I speak unto thee, they are spirit and they are life. Jesus the Christ was specific and he did not lie. He told the truth. The problem is people that read his words, read the Bible, read scripture, turn around and lie to you about what they're reading. You must study for yourself. Whatsoever things are true, hold fast to those things. Prove all things. We have made the mistake of going through life and thinking that because somebody has 
lots of years of education, lots of letters behind their name, their PhDs, their MDs, their DDDs, their JDs, all smart people. But spiritual things are spiritually discerned. You can be the most intelligent person in the world and fail at spirituality, fail at knowing the truth as it is in Jesus. Knowing the truth has nothing to do with intellectual prowess. Education, learning, but rather it has to do with spiritual connectivity. Do you have the Holy Spirit guiding your mind? Do you have the Holy Spirit guiding your life? To the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Just the other day, I heard a theologian, one of those talking heads on TV, argue that people that look at the law of God are not following the law of love. And the law of God is too hard to keep, so it's just much easier to love everybody. Well, that sounds good on paper. The problem is we have to define the word love. Love is God. God is love. The law is the representation of the character of God himself. To the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Isaiah 8.20 So to suggest that somehow we can ignore the law and yet somehow live in love, the summer of love, is a joke, is a complete fabrication a complete falsehood and yet preachers say this all day long the talking heads on television say ignore the law just love everybody well you wouldn't know what love is if you don't know what the law says so the issue of being a true believer the issues of life and living life as a real, genuine person have everything to do with the truth. The truth as it is in Jesus the Christ. Some people will argue and say, well, there's other truths. But I suggest to you, there are no other truths. Many people have a version of truth, but it is in fact not the truth, 
unless it coincides and matches with the truth as it is in Jesus the Christ. This distinction of Jesus the Christ being the truth, Jesus the Christ being the way, Jesus the Christ being the life eternal is extremely important to understand that it is not a person, but it is the words. It is the spiritual connectivity that causes the truth to transform your life. It is your spiritual connectivity that causes you to transform your thinking. The truth as it is in Jesus the Christ. The truth, although hidden, is knowable. There is a broad way and there is a narrow way. There are two roads, two paths, two different ideas about how to achieve eternal life. The broad way is filled with people, filled with Christians, filled with philosophers, filled with all sorts of easy way outs. But in the end, it leads to destruction. But the narrow way, the true way, leads to the truth as it is in Jesus, which leads to eternal life and the glorious future. The choice is yours. Make up your mind today which path you want to be on. Because tomorrow, the opportunity to choose may be gone, may no longer be available. Choose you this day whom you will serve. You have been listening to The Dark Light. Thank you for joining us. Please like, subscribe, and tell your friends about The Dark Light Podcast. We would love to have you here each and every day to discover the light in the darkness. Thank you.